with Transparent Truth proudly presents the Friday Morning Matchup Show with Coach and Greg Biggins. Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the Friday Matchup Show, the Transparent Truth. Take a ride with us, me and my boy Greg Biggins. We're going to be talking about the top matchups in the Southland right here on the show, breaking them down, looking at them in depth. GB, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay. Good. That's a good thing. You yeah, had, yeah. You had you had your fire in your belly earlier in the week. I see you settled down a little bit. Got that focused look now. Not that fire in your eyes. It's, it's all the same, man. My, Is it all my, the same? I, the tiger's always there. Okay. It's always there. It's a matter of whether how it comes out is, is the different story. Let's jump in. Let's go. Let's joke. How about Oaks Christian? Yep. Is taking on Alamany. Alamany was looking pretty good. Uh, they got hammered by a Jay Sarah team last week. Up to that point, yeah, they looked good. They, they have some guys. Uh, love the Doyles. Yeah, brother Eli. Brothers. And yeah, uh, but Oaks Christian kind of ha- has their mojo back. Won two games in a row against two good teams, two CF championship teams from last year. Defensively, they're getting after it. Offensively, Josh Calvert, I think that's made a big difference. They're starting to roll a little bit. They've got some difference makers over there. Got Bryce Farrell. Got Zach Charbonnet. I, I see Oaks Christian pulling this one out. Yeah, I think they got a little bit of momentum. I love Charbonnet on the ground. He's a kid with great size, projects well at the next level. like to see him gain a step in the offseason, but I love him as a running back. He's downhill. He's physical. like to see him drop his shoulder on contact. Of course, we know about the, the two All-Americans they got on the outside with Calvert and, and Thibodeau. Really, really love Bryce Farrell, the super sophomore receiver. He's throwing passes. He's catching balls. He's getting verticals. He's catching quick screens, darting up the field. Love him as a kind of do-it-all threat. A little young Percy Harvin out on the edge. Josh Calvert, dual-threat quarterback, running and throwing. Oaks Christian's got some momentum right now. Defense playing well. I see them going and handling Alamany by two touchdowns. I'm going to call it 35-21. Okay, how about we got Valencia, who's coming off a big win over Chaparral out of Arizona, is taking on Newberry Park. Yep. Newberry Park has Cam Risen, Josh Madison. Lost a heartbreaker to Westlake, 42-40. to Went for two. They tied up last week. Got stuffed at the one-yard line. But Newberry Park can put points on the board. Got Cam Risen, who's a tremendous player. Valencia probably has one of the top front sevens in the southern section. Sure. Offensively, very, very good as well. So this should be a fun one. Usually you say two teams kind of somewhat evenly matched, go with the better defensive team. That would probably be Valencia in this game. That's kind of how I see it. But why don't you break that one down? It's a good contest. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Cam Rising, on the high school level, he's almost virtually unstoppable. I'm saying that to inspire the Valencia defense. Cam Rising, I remember as a sophomore, was just absolutely Crazy. I mean, I remember he threw about 50 touchdowns and one interception or something like that. It was something bananas. He's back on pace now after being hurt last year. But Valencia, like I said on Wednesday's show, they've got a terrific group of 2019 kids led by Wright, led by Ben, what's his name, Ben Seymour. And they get after people. They're fast, they're physical and aggressive, but they play smart. I'm going a high scoring game here, Valencia. 49, Newberry Park, 38. Wow. Yep. You see them putting up that many points on this Valencia defense. Well, I think a dual-threat quarterback, he's he's always the difference maker, right? Because he's that plus two in the run game Yeah. Um, versus a two-high look versus a one-high look. He's plus one. Cam Rising, he can go to distance. 
as a good, really good athlete with the football, but he also had, can throw the ball down the field, can make the short throw. He's very accurate. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. He's tough to stop on a high school level. <clears throat> no, absolutely. And I think I saw Coach Kersky or, or one of the Westlake coaches said that was the, maybe have been the best quarterback they've ever played against after that game against wow. Ryzen. Yeah, Ryzen, was, he was tremendous. So we got Servite, you know, friend of the program. Sure. Taking on Villa Park. You know, this game, a 2-0 Villa Park team that would probably be a lot more, I would say, interesting three weeks from now. That's when Shane Ellingworth and Marcus Johnson and all those guys get eligible, the, sure. some of the kids from Corona, uh, Ron Ron Gilliam. Uh, Servite, they're a monster right now. Oh, yeah. So I, I think right now, again, Villa Park, they've beaten Damien, they've beaten Redondo Union. Servite, kind of a different animal than those two teams. I think Villa Park, really well coached. If you live in Orange County like myself, Villa Park always competes. Them and San Clemente kind of competed for the division championship, you know, in those uh, Sam Darnold, Jack Sears years. So Villa sure. Park's legit. I think right now, Servite's got a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Even in a couple of weeks, Greg, I think Servite's got too much. They've got some awesome athletes. Yeah. McDuffie, Irvin, Lido, Trujillo, uh, Bale. I mean, they've got some great athletes. they got yeah. a big physical offensive line. They run the up-tempo spread. Considering Villa Park does not have those transfers eligible and ready to play right now, I'm going to say Servite 55, Villa Park 17. If those transfers were there, I'd say Servite 55, Villa Park 17. Go ahead. No difference. Nope. Okay. Well, we got San Clemente taking on Murrieta Valley, a big rematch game from last year. Jack Sears is gone. They still got guys at San Clemente, really, really well coached. They got a solid program. The underclass teams always perform. So even though they're missing some guys, I think San Clemente's still very tough. They're undefeated, they're always confident. Murata Valley, great offense, shaky defense. Last year, credit San Clemente and Jaime Ortiz. They devised a game plan that really held Murata Valley in check. I don't remember what they scored, but it was probably their lowest output of the year. San Clemente plays tough physical defense. I think it's going to be a, a really fun game. If it's high scoring, I like Murata Valley. If it's a lower, scheme, lower scoring game, I, I think San Clemente's got a chance. I don't know if I'd call that an upset, but right now I'd say it's probably a pick em game. Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> like you said, maybe a pick 'em. Bachmeyer is hot right now. I think he's got the hot hand. San Clemente, they got some playmakers. They got the tight end. They got Shippy. They're defending CIF champions. I think San Clemente's kind of got it rolling, but man, their defense struggles, Greg. Man, they struggle to stop anybody. I don't know if they could stop my six year old coming downhill right now. It's a it's a tough deal <laughs> for the Myriad Valley defense. I'm going to take San Clemente in a close one. I'm going to call it 63-61. San Clemente. Yeah, I'm not sure San Clemente is built to score that many points. I'll be a little surprised if they get that many points. but They're playing Marietta Valley, Greg. Yeah, but still, I mean, Chukahone didn't put up that many points, and they have firepower all Marietta over the Valley place. Because Marietta Valley ran the clock. <laughs> they did. <laughs> They did do that. Okay, so we got Cathedral with our guy Bryce Young taking on a Division One opponent in Loyola. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make out of Loyola. They blew out a Fairfax team, 52 to seven, and a St. Augustine team from San Diego, who's traditionally one of the three or four better teams in San Diego, 41 to zero. Yeah, in between those two games was a 30 was a 35 to zero loss to Santa Margarita. I mentioned Santa Margarita has only given up seven points all season long. So 
I'm not sure if Loyola is the team who we saw against St. August, Augustine last week or sure. if they're the Santa Margarita team. Um, we know Cathedral, they got dudes. Yeah. They got, uh, they got guys on both sides of the ball. They got Dylan Thomas. Bryce has an elite D1 receiver that he can throw it to anytime. I think defensively with Halei Jabril and Stephon Wright, they got some guys that can get after the quarterback and harass him a little bit. So I'm going to go with Cathedral on this one. Yeah. But I'm very interested just to, just to see because if you're a D1 team, and I always say this, it's not athletically that usually you see the difference. It's up, up front. front. It's sure. the, you just have bigger, more more linemen and bigger linemen. Sure, sure. That's going to be that's going to be a good game, Greg. I think um, I think it's going to come down to Bryce Young making too many plays for the Cathedral offense. Uh, I know they got some defensive personnel. But Bryce is just such a magician with the football. Um, I like the corner Johnson over there at Loyola. They've got a couple players. But I'm going to take Cathedral on this one. 35, Loyola, 28. Okay. I like that. Yep. I like that. We got Rancho Cucamonga, who had a bye this past weekend. He's taking on a Bishop Amat team that I kind of mentioned right now. They're 0-3. But the three teams they have played so far were Modern Day, Loyola Academy in Illinois, who's yeah. one of the better teams out there, and then a Jay Sarah team, which yeah. is one of the top teams. So they're 0-3. They're taking on Rancho, who kind of struggled two weeks ago to beat a Norco team who didn't have Travis Dye. It right. was 20-21. So uh, they have a bye. you got to assume that Rancho is is healthy, feeling good. But they better not be cocky looking at Amont's record and saying, oh, this is a little 0-3 team. We got this. Because yeah. Amont will come up and they'll hit you. Aaron sure. Maldonado has been a factor in every game that they've had, that they've been playing against. So, I, I mean, I'm taking Rancho, but I think it, it could be closer than people think. I think we need a little bit more information. Is Blake Archuleta going to play the whole game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something that I need to know, right? Because I think that's going to sway my pick here. Uh, we know he came in and lit the scoreboard up last week over 300 yards and four touchdowns, but he didn't start the game. Rancho, as we talked about a few weeks ago against Chaparral, they got athletes all over the field that can run and hit and get after the football. I'm going to take Bishop Amat. I can see you want to pick an upset here. I can just see it in your eyes. I'm going to take Bishop Amat. I got a sneaky feeling that that 0-3 is not sitting so well over there in La Puente. I think Blake Archuleta is going to start the game. He's going to have a big game. If they can protect him, but I think they'll run the ball, they'll get the ball to the outside quick, get the ball out of his hands. I'm going to take Bishop Amat, 24, Rancho, 21. Okay. Just to be just to be different, I'll take I'll take Rancho, but I'm super intrigued. I, just, I think it's going to be fun just to yeah. see that that matchup. How about Jay Sarah? Is playing Vista Murrieta. Vista Murrieta. I feel like every t- every week we're talking about them because they're playing against somebody. Sure. Vista Murrieta's played what Mission Viejo, and they played La Habra, and they they've been playing everybody. Jay Sarah's rolling. They got it going. They got athletes. Uh, they're, I mean, they, they're in the same breath as Servite and Orange Lou. And talk about the athletes and the skill. Matt Robinson, heck of a high school quarterback. He's getting it done. I think he's going to Montana for college, which is a, you know, a great fit. Sure. You know, I was born in Billings, Montana. Where are you really? I lived there for like two months before I lived. Moved to Southern California. So I was going to have love for the kids who want to go to Montana or Montana State. Mr. Murrieta. Uh, Travis Plantier, Kalosha Kerr, Elisha Goodery are all good-looking athletes. Kalosha Kerr is really, really good. But Jay Sarah's got multiple guys on that team that can make plays, and I, I got to go with Jay Sarah. Uh, I, I think they just got a little too much right now for yeah. Mr. Murrieta. Jay Sarah's hot, man. They're they they're are. a hot pick right now. Like you said, they've got weapons. They got a quarterback. They've got a physical defense. Murrieta Valley, 
or excuse me, I'm sorry, Vista Marietta. Mm-hmm. They've got Guidry. They've got Shakir. I don't know if they can keep up, Greg. I'm going to call this one J. Sarah, 42. Vista Marietta, 21. Okay. We got Chaminade, who we featured pretty prominently last week in our game of the week. They took on St. John Bosco. This week they're playing a one-and-one Bakersfield team. Bakersfield has a loss to Orem out of Utah. Sure, Utah team. That's a traditional power out of Utah. Yep. They have a win over an Edison Fresno team. DB Guru over there, my guy Tony Perry, uh, 16 to 0, though. They, they have that win. So Bakersfield, again, they want to run the ball. I mean, it's just some, some schools you just kind of think of, you know, modern day, you think of Bruce Rollinson. Yeah. You think of Bakersfield, you think of run the football. I mean, just, that's just their identity, along sure. with poly athletes. I mean, just yeah. immediately, Bakersfield is known for running the ball. Chaminade, I like their ability to stop the ball, at least in the first half. They don't have a lot of depth at Chaminade, but they have guys up front, yeah. Gumner Gahuli, all three linebackers at the Thomases and Anzalados. So if they can put points on the board, kind of get Bakersfield, maybe have to open things up a little bit. I like Chaminade in that game, and I think they, I think they will win that game. That's, that's my call right there. I like Chaminade. Yeah, I mean, Bakersfield, I know way back when they used to run the wing tee. I don't know if they run it anymore because times have changed. But like you said, they want to run the football. Here's the thing. Chaminade's got a really good run defense, right? <coughs> Guhuli mm-hmm. up front, the Thomas brothers, Blake Anzalados. They've got a physical front seven. I don't think Bakerfield's going to run the football. I think Chaminade's going to unleash some frustration of last week's loss on Bakersfield and lay the smack down and send them back to Bakersfield in a go-kart. A go-kart. I'm calling this one Chaminade. 38, Bakersfield 7. 7. Okay. I think Van Bully goes bonkers. Van Bully goes bonkers. That's right. I'm trying to think of, would that be a better name if he does that? Andrew Van Bonkers? <laughs> no. I like Van Bully. <laughs> yeah. Orange Lou is taking on a, a Norco team who comes out, comes out, coming off a bye. Uh, again, the big deal here is knowing about the, the health of Travis Dye. He had an ankle injury. I don't know the health status, and if I did, I probably wouldn't say it anyway because yeah. that might be something that Norco wants to keep to themselves. But Norco wants to run the football. They got four big old linemen who came back from last year. Norco's good. They really compete hard. Orange Lou, right now, everything we said about Jay Sarah and Servite applies to Orange Lou as well. They're really, really good. They're really explosive. They got multiple receiving threats. They got a running back. They got a quarterback who's playing with confidence. Defensively, they're stopping people. So I think Narco's going to come to play, but I think Orange Lou wins this game. And, and then I think uh, I think what, we're almost we're almost ready for Trinity League play pretty soon here. Is there one more non-league game after this yeah, one? But one I'm, more. I'm curious. But yeah, I do like Orange Lou. Like I like the Lanterns in this game, with or without dies. Still think they win it. I remember on our previous show, Greg Norco struggled to cover those athletes over there at J Sierra. So just kind of referencing that, I think they're going to have a hard time with Orange Luther and their spread with Ryan Helensky and the plethora of receivers they have, JoJo Hawkins, mm. Kyle Ford. I mean, they got players. They got athletes. I think Norco struggles. I'm going to call this one 41-21. Orange Lutheran goes away with three touchdowns with the victory. Yeah. Yeah, Norco, actually, I think it was Servite. Norco played against Serve. I think that might have been the game. Now, remember the scrimmage. Oh, the scrimmage. The scrimmage. Norco played. Santa, uh, correct. Jay you Sarah. are correct. You yeah. are correct. And then they opened up with Servite. That's right. And they struggled with those athletes, too. Absolutely. And then they played Rancho. So, God, they're 
Norco's not messing around either. Yeah. Uh, we have Centennial. This is a, a Fox Sports West game of the week. We have Centennial, hopefully with Tanner McKee, although he will not be 100%. Uh, it's taking on the Narbonne team. who's coming off a bye. No, they actually beat PV last week. That's right. My bad. Uh, Narbonne had an impressive win. Defensively, Nar- and obviously I don't know how we forgot about this. Probably condolences to Raymond Scott. Prayers oh. out. Lost his mother over the last week, and that had been a, about a year-long deal. And if you know Raymond at all, a uh, real sweet spirit of a kid. Sure. So I can't even imagine what he's going through. Didn't play last week, and and who? I mean, obviously football is it's not even secondary. It's what's third and fourth, and it's not even a priority right now. So prayers to, to Raymond Scott and his whole entire family. But Narbonne still has a really good-looking team. Darian Butler has been tremendous at linebacker. Yeah. Um, they have Jamar Jefferson, who's running the ball really well. I like the way this kid's skill set sets up. I mean, he's a big guy who's got a little bit of wiggle, speed, and power. Secondary is pretty good. I mean, they had a absolute battle royal with Long Beach Poly. Yeah. I could have went either way. Centennial, Centennial, though. I mean, that, that offense is so hard to keep up with. And even though I like Narbonne's defense, I just think Centennial, they always find a way to score. And, they, I mean, they're going to put up 40 or 50 on whoever they're playing against, unless it's De La Salle. That's been their kryptonite so far. But I think if Tanner McKee's healthy um, or Tanner McKee's playing, I think they probably win, you know, by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. One yeah. thing I know about Narbonne, they're not afraid to compete. Not, and not just afraid. They, they rise to the level of their competition, right? <clears throat> and so with respects to, to Narbonne and their program, Coach Manny Douglas, I think this is going to be a little closer than the experts think. Um, the fact that Tanner McKee still isn't maybe 100% or so, I don't know if that's going to slow down Centennial at all. I'm going to take Centennial, but I think it's closer than the experts think, Greg. I'm going to take Centennial 49, Narbonne 35. I think Jalen Chapman, the senior quarterback, is going to take this personal. I'm sure he's looking at this as a chance to showcase himself versus a top team and another top quarterback. I think he's going to have a big game. We like that Centennial defense versus IMG a couple of weeks ago. But I, I do not shortchange Narbonne. They've been a tremendous program over the last decade. And I think they're going to go out there with a chip on their shoulder with something to prove. I just think Centennial might have too much in the tank for them. And they kind of pull away. I call it 49-35 Centennial. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll learn a lot. I think we'll learn a lot about Centennial's defense. Because what I've seen, it's, it's much improved. You know, that D-line is much improved. Jake, Drake Jackson, sure. Cameron Pritchard. They got some guys up there. But Narbonne, I just kind of wait for them to break out. They have some good-looking receivers. J.J. Tucker was one of the better guys I saw over the spring at receiver. Julian Woodard is a good-looking player. Logan Taylor in the secondary. They have some good athletes. And if they could run the ball, you know, kind of keep Centennial, you know, off the field. Off the field. You know, do the whole Bosco modern-day deal. Just run the ball, you know, keep them off the field, control the clock. But, again, if Centennial – I'm not saying I'm I'm a doubter, but if Centennial can shut Narbonne down – then I think that defense will definitely be for real. And we'll be talking about them a lot more than we are because I think we're still probably talking too much modern-day Bosco. I think Centennial deserves to be in that mention. How about modern-day? This game lost a little bit of luster for me. Modern-day is taking on Bergen Catholic, which is a perennial national power. They were number one in the state, number 20 nationally. They right. lost this past week, so that's a little bit of a downer. Um, so without knowing a lot about their personnel, 
I love this modern day team. I think they're just playing with so much confidence right now. I mean, you got JT running for 60. I mean, you got to be confident to know, shoot, I can do that whenever I want. He's got receivers. They're still holding out St. Brown. They don't need to rush him back right now because everybody else is kind of stepping up. You know, defensively, you know, this is the best modern day defense in a few years. We saw that firsthand. So, Bergen Catholic, again, traditional power. They're big and physical. I think modern day is just going to be a little bit uh, of a different animal for them. Yeah, I think they'll be too skilled. Um, I think Bergen Catholic, and I, and I think I've seen them uh, on tape. They are big, big and physical up front. They like to power the football. But I think Modern Day will be up for that challenge. They they don't lack for size or strength or power mm. in the interior. I think they got too much skill and speed on the perimeter. Um, I think Brew McCoy is going to be too much. And shout out to Brew. He reached out to me, said he loves the show. Uh, so thank you for listening. JT, I'm really, really impressed with your athletic development over this offseason. I think it's just it's fantastic. I think it's a testament to your work ethic. Busting three games in a row. Listen, man, it's not it, you know, once is a is a is a is a shock, twice is a trend, three is normal now. It's just a habit. I'm gonna be expecting you to bust out of that pocket when things <laughs> get a little tight and get a little bit dirty and go do your thing, but yeah, I think just too much skill for Bergen Catholic. I'm yeah. taking modern day, uh, let's say, 42, Bergen Catholic, 14. Yeah, and it's not even JT having to run for 40 or 50. It's just the fact that he put so much into improving yeah, you know, his pocket mobility and his ability to make a guy miss yeah. and get a first down. That was the question mark. And the cool thing is is that I mentioned before on the Wednesday show about some parents just don't get it. They don't have blinders on. JT and his pops didn't have blinders on. They would say, hey, we're not going to do a whole lot of seven-on-seven because we want to focus on this, Yeah, which is athleticism. I need to improve. I need to improve in this area. So if you are a a player or a coach or a parent, find the weaknesses and work on that all offseason. If you're a corner, man, work on feet, foot drills, not work on your grabbing, clutching, and holding. Take heed to what Greg Biggins is talking about. Just just to share a quick story, my son, very young, I know he he's tall for his age. He's a linear kid. It means everything is kind of straight ahead. We've been working on change of direction since he was four years old. He's six now. I know that sound, might sound crazy to you, <laughs> but he wants to be a football player when he grows up. And so if that's what you want to be, then that's what we're going to go for. He plays all the other sports, but change of direction is something that he needs to improve on. And so between now when he's four and where he is now is a huge difference. He's already the fastest six-year-old out there, the biggest six-year-old out there. Now that he can change direction, it just makes him that much more difficult to deal with. So parents, players, find those weaknesses, address them relentlessly in the offseason so you can improve your stock and your performance. I saw those big boxes of creatine you had on your doorstep when I came to see this morning. Was that for was that? No, I'm just joking. No, that, that was, was for me. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> the strength shoes, those size, for a size six-year-old? Six nah, man. Do they even make strength shoes anymore? Remember those back yeah, in the day? I, I used to have some. I had a pair of those, too. Oh, yeah. Your calves don't look any bigger, though, Jimmy. Dude, Back then, I, you know, hey, 36 <laughs> vertical jump, man. Is that right? Volleyball player. Okay, that's right. Mission Viejo, Long Beach Poly. This is our game we're going to feature. Yeah. Both teams undefeated. Rated four and five in my little Southern section rankings. Yeah. Missions four, Polly's five. Talked about a lot. Polly's probably best team in the AP era, Antonio Pierce era. Yeah. He's got a difference making that court difference maker quarterback in Matt Corral. He's got Mike Mawai running the ball, although they haven't run the ball yet that much. Matt's been, you know, kind of looking to air it out a little bit with a whole bunch of 
good-looking receivers. Mentioned Jalen Hall, the Markhams. Uh, Cam McDonald defensively, Jermaine Lole, who we love. Aaron Frost is a big guy up front. Linebackers, yeah. that secondary is stacked. Wiley Perry, a junior yeah, yeah, linebacker. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our leading tackler. Yeah, making Physical a ton kid, of plays. Man. Yeah, they have a secondary that can that can do some damage for sure. Desmond Talley, Ryan Nixlin, Tyreek LeBeau, but Mission Viejo—they're just what they are. They they have a they have a coaching staff that is so good at just finding weaknesses. And just kind of maximizing that. They have receivers, and you look at it player for player. Well, they, you know, oh, Michigan has these two receivers, Elijah Griffin, Austin Osborne. They'll just put, probably will just put this guy on them, and that'll be it. No. But they know how to get guys open. Yeah. Mission has always been able to get guys open. That's what good coaches do. Absolutely. I mean, Rob Johnson, the OC over there uh, for his dad. I, I think losing Pharrell is big. Achille Arnold, though, is really good. He's a good looking athlete, yeah, junior sure. underclass kid. He's going to be their primary running back now, defense. And they got a big huge offensive line led by Jarrett Patterson and ASU commit defensively again they're tough up front you got Christian Val as one of the you know inside linebacker kid who can really do some things and Arnold will still play in the safe in the uh, secondary as a safety they got Elijah Griffin they got Chris Mitchell yeah so I'm gonna say talent for talent it, it's pretty equal it's gonna be at Pauly it's gonna be at the vet it's gonna be a fun game a fun atmosphere I mentioned I love that that Sarah drumline yeah. Long Beach Poly's got a cool drum line oh, too. They get they keep it lit. They, they keep it going every yeah. kickoff. So it's gonna be entertaining. I'm I'm gonna be there for sure. I, I think I give an edge, a slight edge to Mission Viejo. Okay. But I think it's gonna be entertaining, fun, and I'm excited to see how these big players step up on a pretty huge stage. I think that was an awesome breakdown in terms of personnel. I kind of want to look at it from a different angle. I want to look at it from a schematic standpoint. Do it. I love how, like you said, Mission Viejo, they find ways to get their playmakers the ball. What they're going to do, they're going to line up double tight, or they're going to line up 11 personnel. They're going to run the zone or the pitch play downhill. Then they're going to play action and try to find the tight end Lavelle down the middle, okay, or on the corner route. They're going to try to get the ball outside to their Osborne, um, Elijah Griffin. They got players. They got athletes. Long Beach Poly, they're going to play a lot of man-to-man. And here's the here's where the 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 issue comes in at. If Mission Viejo can't get their running game going with Polly heavy in the box, eight man, then the matchup becomes on the outside. So normally, Greg, Mission Viejo would have a matchup advantage with Osborne and Elijah Griffin, two outstanding athletes, technical route runners with great hands, good speed. Polly playing a man-to-man with LaBeouf, with the Markham Twins, with Desmond yeah, Talley. Talley. Nixon playing some pre-safety. They've, they've got a – that's an even matchup. And, and you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I got a feeling one of those guys might get erased. And what I mean by that is get covered up, hmm. right? And that's hard to do on a high school level. But coming to Long Beach, coming to the vet, you know Polly's going to have some juice rolling. And on top of that, you know that quarterback's going to have some juice rolling. I think Matt Corral comes in, has a huge game, kind of running and throwing the football, getting outside the pocket, putting major pressure on the defense. I like Polly in this one in a sneaky upset, Greg. I don't know if we can call it an upset, but a sneaky upset. I'm going to take Polly 21, Mission Viejo 20. 
in a sneaky upset at the vet behind Matt Corral's leg and, legs and arms and behind that physical defensive front led by Frost, Perry, and those corners being able to match up man-to-man on the outside to, to take it over Mission Viejo to win it. Yeah, and our boy Jermaine Lole. Yep. Here's the thing. I, I kind of revert back to the Narbon. This will probably be my, my last thought in the game was Narbon was able to put a lot of pressure on Corral. Okay. And I, I have no questions about how Matt's going to do. He'll step up. But they need to protect him. Sure. And if Narbon's able to pressure the quarterback, Mission will be able to pressure the quarterback as well. They have a similar defensive front, okay. and they scheme really well up there too. Also, I think there were some plays open in the passing game that Narbon wasn't able to take advantage of. Okay. Um, they just didn't. They just didn't. Okay. For whatever reason, just it wasn't happening. I think this is a huge game. I haven't even mentioned his name yet, but Joey Yellen, the St. John Bosco transfer. Yeah, over This is the biggest stage for him he's ever been on. So is is jacked up. We know Matt's going to be. I think Joey's going to be equally. Matt's going to Florida. Joey's trying to find a ride somewhere. So, you know, he's yeah. going to be going. Yeah. Good point. Hopefully he's not too jacked because the bar starts selling. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my, my favorite class in college, sports psychologist, I had a at California Angels sports psychology was my teacher. Okay. He said being overamped. Is just as bad as being under amps. You don't want to be. You gotta be able to process that quarterback, and you can if you're everything's going a thousand miles an hour because sure. you're so so packed, um, so hyped up. But so I think if Joey can make some plays in the passing game, that's going to be huge. And if they can protect Matt, that's going to be huge for Pauly. So just to add those little factors in there, but I think it's going to be a terrific game. I'm excited. Best friend of a quarterback. It's a running run game. game. Yeah. Matt Corral, Long Beach Pilot, you got to get your running game going. You got to get four yards on first down to set yourself up for second and third and short. Yep. Manageable third downs will be important. Always the biggest factors in a huge game, Greg, special teams and turnovers. Turnovers. You got to be sound in the kicking game, and you have to protect the football. I think the team that protects the football – and wins the turnover battle, along with winning the kicking game, wins this game. But I got a sneaky suspicion it's going to be Long Beach Poly at the vet, under the lights, with a packed house, Matt Corral with his juice in his elbow, flinging that thing around, in and out the pocket. Don't forget about the five-star receiver they got on the outside, Jalen Hall. He can get vertical. He can make plays. Hey, man, Jermaine Lole. Him and Patterson, one-on-one, Greg. Should yeah. be a fun matchup. Are you going to be there? I will be there. I will be there with bells on, Greg Bells Biggins. on, and I bet you'll be there with that shirt on. With this transparent I, I haven't seen you without that shirt on since you've I, gotten it. Yeah, I have. I hope it you on. have three or four of those, or unless you just wash it every single day. No, I actually have about five. Okay. And uh, they'll be coming to a store near you. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Like, all those matchups you just you just named, I mean, nailed it. Those, yeah. those are all great matchups, so... Man, I can't wait. It's going to be a hype crowd. What if Snoop Dogg's there? I wouldn't be shocked if he's there. He's been there last week, dropping off some cleats for the boys. Yeah, sure. Hey, shout out to Snoop. Come on out, man. Come on to the show, Snoop. (laughs) Transparent truth, baby. We want to hear what you got to say. But yeah, Long Beach Pilot. I guarantee Warren G will be there. Man, that guy was Elijah's dad. He was at every 7-on-7 tournament that I saw Elijah at. It's awesome. So I I guarantee he'll be in the building watching his kids. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a great game. We'll be there. Hopefully the fans come out and support. Let's pack the house out. Long Beach Poly, modern, excuse me, Mission Viejo. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. Looking forward to all those guys playing to the best of their ability. Without further ado, we got to close this baby out. This is the Friday matchup show. We appreciate you taking a ride with us, looking at the top games in the Southland, breaking them down, looking at them from different angles, and making predictions, bold predictions. That's how we do on the Transparent Truth. 
Social media drops. Coach Keith underscore MP on Twitter. My man at Greg Biggins. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter page, Transparent Truth 92. Or on Instagram, The Transparent Truth Show. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name is Richard Hammond. Y'all be cool.